I'm Carly, and I play Hollis the Merperson. Hey y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House Interior. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle, and, um, well, it's not quite the clientele we had in here last time, I suppose. It's, you know, same old, same old. A little bit of a, it's a bit of a roasted smelt kind of smell going on around here. What? Yeah, it's the, the general fishy odor of, uh, well, Fishermen people, I suppose. I don't I don't know what you people do around here for an economy. I've not really done too much of looking about at it, but all of you are, um, well, you should have been here. Well, you actually probably shouldn't have been here last week. Um, you would have kind of lowered the class of clientele. It, you know, they, they, they did put in a new beautiful banking system next door. It's uh, wonderful, I've heard. And, you know, they had all these fancy folk in. And, um, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if they had a, a ticket system to keep all of you out, but whatever they did, it was working. It was working quite well. And here we are again. Well, so you missed a, a, a good part of the story last time, but don't worry about it because you'll, I'm sure, hear it on the streets. It, I mean, it won't be quite as good, obviously, not coming straight straight from the old uh, horse's mouth here, but, you know, it'll be palatable, I suppose, enough to piece it all together. But today, obviously, we've got a very important thing to discuss, and it's exactly what was happening with Leland, and, the, and the, all of the, the things associated with his mysterious disappearance. Everybody be cool! This is a robbery! Adam, in the corner, you see Big Shadow throw off a cloak. He stands up, and it's a very large orc. He's got two hand crossbows, and he starts pointing them at everybody in the room. At the same time, a figure in the other corner throws off his cloak. He's got a very large sword, and similarly is a very large orc. He says, Any of you funny folk move, and I'll execute every last money-loving one of you. And he starts sort of threateningly pointing the sword at people. At the same time, a small person jumps up on the table. He's green, he's got pointy ears. It's a goblin. And he says, You magnificent folk here have the pleasure of being held up by Kai the Mastermind. Everybody stay where you are. No funny business and we'll all get through this as easy as possible. Jasper has already snuck off stage and is trying to hit the door. <laughs> Buck! Buck! Stop him! Stop that man there! Oh, 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 oh my. Um, I, you know what? It's just, I was just not even supposed to be here technically. I was, uh, I was going on a little early because there was a booking issue. So I, I'm not supposed to be here till probably about 25 minutes from now. So I'll just, I'll just leave it. I'll come back later. I'm sure all of this will be sorted out by then. The orc with the sword has wandered up to you and basically just picked you up by your collar and put you back on the stage where you were. Oh! My collar. <laughs> well, all right. Fancy a story, then. Is that what it is, lads? All right. Well, you know, you don't have to be rude about it. Now, you be quiet. Oh. I've had, had enough of you and your stories. Now it's time for our story. Here's what's going to happen. And he points at Burke and Dunny says, These fine fellas, I call them Ma and Pa. They're, they're, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> no, that's no, great. Keep going. I love Ma and Pa. They adopted me when I was just a little <laughs> goblin. But they listen to all my instructions now. Like I said, I'm the mastermind here. Kai the mastermind, they call me. They're going to relieve you of all your lovely sparkles. Isn't that right, boys? I mean, Ma and Pa. <laughs> I call them boys sometimes. No, we've got a lot of names for each other. And Dunn, who is the one with the... Crossbow says, yeah, that's right, son. Gonna get all those shiny sparkles. And he starts walking around the room. Kai says, okay, everybody, empty your pockets. Put everything on the table. All your coins, your sparklies, all your weapons as well. We don't want any weapons in here. We're the only ones that have weapons in here. So, Jasper, uh, you kind of catch from the corner of your eye as 
Uh, they start directing their attention elsewhere. From behind the bar, kind of peeking up over the bar, you see these two curved bullhorns. The tip of the right one is broken off, and you can see a big meaty hand kind of motioning to you to come back behind the bar. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, I think I, I might sneak off stage, but... He's mumbling to himself. I don't, I don't know. It looks like there's some sort of bull or something back there, and I don't want to get back there. Whoever's hiding is hiding. Oh, that's the Minotaur. Oh, jeez. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, uh, do they look preoccupied in some way, shape, or form with uh, gathering sparkles? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Kai's sort of keeping a, a slight look around, but you can probably move when he's looking in that direction. I want to move when he's looking in another direction. Can I roll a stealth? You can try. Well, you. <laughs> can but whether it succeeds is another question okay i've got a plus one dang jasper's straight balling i only have a plus one but it's a three okay yeah you can sneak over to the bar i sneak over to the bar and then i jump over the bar in one quick deft movement knocking over three glasses and uh (laughs) hoping nobody notices Kai spins quickly in the bar's direction, but doesn't see anything amiss. Some, someone being a bit clumsy over there with the glasses, are they? I know it's scary, but try and keep it under control, all right? <laughs> all right, so when you get behind the bar, uh, you see who you recognize as the minotaur that is usually the upstairs bartender, that you recognize as... You're not sure if this is actually their name, but Lemons is a huge, beefy minotaur woman. And again, she's got her, the right tip of her horn is broken off. And she's kind of known for being a little bit gruff and maybe not as congenial as the lower bartender that, that you usually kind of interact with. She's hungered down below the bar, but there's like hardly any room back here for her. She's so big. And she's like, ugh. Hey, Jasper, uh, how are you with, uh, distractions? Uh, Jasper has uncorked a bottle of rum, and he's downing it as he's sitting there. Well, I mean, I, 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 I could do a distraction here or there, but I mean, I don't want to be, you know, in, uh... A dangerous situation. I would like to point out to you that the door is actually significantly closer than it was when I was on the stage. So, I mean, distractions are well and good, but also we could just go. We could just, we could just go. Have we considered that option? Uh, and lose this sweet gig? I, uh, I really don't think so. Uh, it's, it's hard to find a job in this economy, uh. I mean, I'm not a bouncer. I'm a hired entertainer. I'm not saying you fight. I'm saying that you provide a Listen, I'm really good one-on-one. Not so good at, uh, group fighting, so I kind of need someone- Well, that's pretty much everybody. I don't think anybody's, like, excels at, you know, one-on-one, don't even- I, I can't do a damn thing. But you throw three people at me, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. I can do- I can punch one guy with another guy. No one's like that. Everyone does better when they're fighting less people. This isn't- Lemons, are you- you have you ever- are you- do generally get into fights? I don't- I don't know that you- you're not selling me on your- on your- <laughs> your fighting finesse here she kind of rubs her snout is like well i mean i've been but you know back before i started the bar game uh i uh i looked after a labyrinth or two you know so but that, i mean again that was usually one-on-one hey have you ever heard the you know there's some sand elf gangs and shit that are you know springy nimble they're real great against lots of people. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, if you can tell, I'm not a sand elf. No, I would have never figured it. I think uh, sort of in the middle of sort of as that conversation's like trailing off, you guys uh, realize that there, or like remember that there is a door that leads like back to the back, like the kitchen kind of, or like a, like a walk-in, like a storage space that happens to be right behind where you guys are sort of like crouched down behind the bar and both double doors like swing open. They obviously, obviously hit Jasper in the back where he's crouching and he falls forward <laughs> on his face and in walks like not as, not as big as lemons for sure, but a broad, muscular minotaur lady uh, that everyone would recognize. This is um, another in-name bartender, but over the years, you've seen uh, her less and less on the front, like at the bar, and she starts to handle more of the sort of behind the scenes of, of bartending, and she has two horns that come down and 
come straight out like mutton chops, but it does mean that both of her horns are pointing forward, kind of like pincers, like a nasty bug would have. You know her as Mary. Everyone recognizes this heifer 100%. And so she is going to like come barreling through these doors with her arms full of like a massive crate with glasses in it. Uh, And she pops in through the door and just goes, all right, all right. Heffa's, I got your glasses. Lemons kind of slaps a big <laughs> mitt over top of Mary's mouth. It's like, get down here it and is, pulls. It's way, way too late for that. Ah. Burke and Dunn and Kai all spin towards the sound of this big minotaur barring through the door. They see Mary with this crate of glasses and one big old meaty paw reaching up from below the bar that's like slapped over <laughs> her mouth and. It looks absolutely ridiculous. Kai says, you with the glasses, drop, uh, place them down very carefully. And you, whoever that is, hiding behind that bar, you stand up. Come on, get up, get All out right, here. All right, Dalton, no, I need to see ID if you're going to have a drink here. You look, you're a tiny little thing. I can't, we can't just go serving anybody and I can't fill all these glasses for you. All of them, there's like 36 odd glasses. Dunn says... Here's my ID, and he shoots the crossbow, and it goes between your horns and buries in the door behind you. She, like, opens both of her arms, and they drop to the floor immediately, and all shatter. (laughs) There's a lot going on here. There's dropping glasses, there's crates, all of a sudden there's two minotaurs. I think a small, sprightly little felon like Jasper could use this opportunity to sneak back into the back bar area that Mary just came through, and I want to try to sneak uh, out before they see me. Okay. Yep, roll the stuff. Well, it's it's a little less than last time. That's a negative one. <laughs> so, uh, unseen by you until this moment, sitting pretty close to the bar with a full view of what you've been doing, this other shadowy figure stands up and steps out of the shadows. He's quite tall and athletic. He's very scaly with a long tail. He is a lizard folk, Ooh. and he stands up, and Kai says, Ah, Morris, nice of you to finally join us. And Morris says, Ah, uh, I was just finishing my drink, boss. You know, I've been saying for, for years that they have too many shadows in this bar. Too many shadows, too many corners. <laughs> I've been telling them, and then this is this is a security risk, is what, you know, see, I would say, see what I'm saying here? It's a big security risk with this many shadowy corners. Well, I, I mean, there's four corners, you know, it's a room. No, there's not four corners. There's 45 at least in this place. Look at all the corners. <laughs> Who puts this many corners in a bar? You're right. That's that's probably quite a security risk. Shame about that, really. Uh, should get better architects, I guess. <laughs> now, you two. And he points towards this old couple that are sitting um, at a table. Uh, he says, come here. Come here. And then they get up and sort of waddle over to him. And what are your names, loves? And uh, the the woman says, oh, my, my name's Maggie. And the man says, uh, uh, I'm Rick. Uh, we, we're married. And this is our anniversary. And we don't appreciate you interrupting it. Oh, Maggie and Rick, don't, don't lie to the nice folk. They're living in sin. Don't look at them. You know it's just looking at them. It's our anniversary of living in sin, Jasper. <laughs> Listen, you, you you can try to fool them, but you see a little tart running around like Rick here, and you know that he's not settling down, right? <laughs> Kai says, all right, Morris, get over here. We've got a job to do. And Morris and Kai walk towards the stairs which lead down to the cellar, and he beckons Maggie and Rick to come along with him. You notice that Kai is carrying a sledgehammer and a shovel for some strange reason. Oh, no. They're going to open up a new cockatrice fighting ring. (laughs) We just got the stains and the statues out from the last time. So they position Maggie and Rick by the stairs, so effectively sort of blocking off the entrance to the stairs. And do you know that prank where you get a glass of water and put it on the ceiling and get someone to hold it up with a broom? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you run off. Well, they basically do that to them. But it's not a glass of water. It's these two opaque jars, probably about 20 inches in height, maybe 10 inches diameter. And they're holding those against the ceiling. They say, now, if you move, you're you're going to get a bit of a nasty surprise there, Mr. and Mrs. Rick. Or Mr. and Mrs. Maggie, what whatever you prefer to be called. They're not Mr. and Mrs. They live in sin. I've explained this to you already. They're not a married couple, <laughs> so don't refer to them as Mr. and Mrs. I believe they like to be called Madam and Mr. Fust. I don't understand what Mr. Fust is, but that's what he likes to be called. Thank you for clearing that up, Mr. Bard. 
Well, are you a Mr. Bard or are you a Mr. Fuss Bard? You know, it depends on the day, honestly. Um, but I suppose Mr. will do. You could just call me Jasper. Uh, Jasper Spitwistle. I'm sure you know me. You've heard of me. Well, thank, thank you for clearing that up, Jasper. We will make sure not to make that terrible mistake again. I, I said, I'm sure you know me. I'm sure you've heard of me. <laughs> That's the point. That's what you say. Yes, of course, of course. I've heard all around town, right? That's what you what you do when someone mentions the fact that they're renowned. Buck says, "Oh, I can make you renowned if you want." First bard to die from mouthing off to a goblin mastermind. What? <laughs> goblin mastermind hasn't gotten around very much. If that's the case, but okay, that's fine. Um, no, go ahead and please re- lock yourselves off in the basement, and we will sit here and not leave. So Kai and Morris head down the stairs. Then Kai turns back to Maggie and Ricky's like, you really don't want to move, guys. I'm telling you that what's in those jars, it's not going to be a good time for you. And Burke and Dunn stay upstairs. Mary has, a little because lamb? the focus is no longer, huh? <laughs> a little lamb. It's a... <laughs> It's a nursery rhyme joke. <laughs> nice, mm-hmm. Mary. Mary has uh has started like she grabbed like the um like the little hand broom. Do you know what I'm saying? She's like cleaning up the glass uh beneath her feet because Jasper's ran off and it's it like I feel like some fights break out at this bar and she has not really taken this seriously. Uh, and also anyone who goes to this bar regularly will know that Maggie Maggie Mary is incredibly hard of hearing and so she doesn't is super super doesn't hear exactly what's being said and just think that it's like a normal sort of kerfluffle so now she's cleaning up glass and she like stands up and sees that they are holding this very like these weird ass vases up to, <laughs> up to the ceiling oh now what Where'd you find that? What? What's now? What's happening here? What's? What's all? What's? You're gonna spill this nest? Is that yellow liquid? You're gonna spill? Is it urine? You're gonna get it on my floor? Is it sticky? No, no, Ma- Ma- Mary. Mm. It's uh, this is a holdup. It's this isn't this isn't like a bar fight. Lemons, you're talking into my bad horn. I can't hear shit out of that horn. You know, it's I lost it in the line of duty. I lost hearing in the line of duty. Lemons grabs onto Mary's tusks and turns <laughs> her head to her good ear. It's like, Mary, it's a stick up. They're here to rob oh, us. Oh, God, we're getting robbed. Oh, I'm getting burglarized. It's been since 84 that I got burglarized. I don't know how to act in it. Lemons, you gotta, you, you're going to have to make sure. I don't, you, I don't know how to get burglarized, Lemons. It's been a while. No, just take a deep breath. I mean, this happens. This has happened, I mean, more than once. The The problem uh, is that they're kind of going into the basement. Ugh. Which, uh... That's where yeah. we store the props when the real acts come. We got, the, when this dumbass bot is in here, we got all these props for the real actors. That's where we store them. They're going to mess with well, our props. Hold on a second. Let's, hold on a second. <laughs> first of all, first of all, what? There's props? <laughs> I've never been all, I've been in that basement before. Is it what's behind the curtain? Because there's a curtain that cuts off about like you get in there. The the basement I knew about. You get in there. It's like a six by six basement area, roped off and surrounded by velvet curtains. And when I asked the former owners of the bar, they said nothing's behind those curtains. Very much uh, nothing back there. Dirt walls, you know, those you would expect. I said, well, it doesn't really make sense mm. because well, you would expect the basement would be the same dimensions as the upper bar area and they said nope that's just the weird thing we built a teeny tiny little basement um you know it's uh minimalism and i said okay that makes sense to me you telling me that there's other things down there behind those velvet curtains it was real obvious you gotta be honest Lemons, the hardest part about working here is that that guy always remembers to talk into my good ear always patrons everyone else forgets this guy <laughs> this guy will never forget he knows my good okay ear. You know, it's a little bit aggressive here. I mean, you don't, you don't have to come out to be quite that hot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm having a bit of a day here as well. You know, I'm not not used to getting robbed either. She's not coming at you hot. She just talks loud because she can't hear herself. At this point, uh, Burke and Dunn are slightly distracted, collecting more sparkles, and this figure dives over the bar to join you. Mary, you recognize him. Okay. He is a good boy. No. Called Officer McMahon. Uh, an old buddy from the force. <laughs> He's like, hey, don't don't worry, guys, I'm a cop. 
Oh, hey, Mary. How you doing? Long time oh, no shit. Oh, God. McMahon, you, McMahon, we're getting burglarized. I don't know if you heard. I just found out we're getting burglarized yeah, something I, I fierce. I heard, Mary. I heard, he turns her head. He's like, I heard, Mary. Uh, <laughs> don't don't worry. I got this under control. Like I said, I'm a cop. And we got uh, Officer McGinnis. He's, he's in the bathroom, you know? He's he's going to be hiding out there. I'm sure he'll come out at any moment and surprise these fellas. At this point, the bathroom door swings open. And this uh, guy comes out. He is what is called an apeling. He's sort of a cross between a, a simian and a man. This one sort of looks... There's a lot of different varieties of apelings. This one looks kind of like a chimpanzee. You, you've you've met orangutan apelings before and, you know, silverback gorilla apelings. Oh, man. As soon as he opens that door, the like the wafting smell uh, it, like, it just covers the whole bar. And I look over and I'm like... You maniac! You blew it up. See, it's a Planet of the Apes. Oh reference. no, Je- Jasper! Jasper, that's that. He's well respected. We call him Flo Deuce McGinnis. He's in the bathroom nine hours out of the day, but he gets the job done. Never would never blow it. Never blow it up. Never. All right. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. We have two orcs, and then we have versus two minotaurs, and an apeling, and. A good well, boy. Funny you should mention the apeling because oh, no. as soon as he walks through the door, he takes in the situation, sees Burke standing over on one side of the room, and he whips out a crossbow and shoots at Burke. Unfortunately, he misses, but what he doesn't see is that Dunn was standing right next to the bathroom door. And when the bathroom door swung open, it kind of blocked his view of Dunn. The bathroom door swings back again, and Dunn just clonks him on the head. Just knocks him out cold, picks him up, and just tosses him across the room. This is just like the departed. Well, I think what we could do is, um, here's the plan. Um, you guys rush the orcs. I will provide backup from the rear. And, um, but we'll get this sorted out in no time. You go, yeah, I'll, I'll go help, uh, I'll go help the old folks okay. with the jars, I suppose. And you, uh, you just I'll... deal with these orcs. Oh. Uh, this is a jar, it's a, listen, it's a jar situation. I feel like I, I, can, do- I no, can handle that. I, I don't, mm. I don't know that that really works. At, at all, I got a bum knee. I haven't rushed since the 70s. I'm getting burglarized. We're not talking about the burglarized. You just, I th- you're just trying to sneak out of work, like always. I think you need to get your tukis back up on the stage. Tell us a, a story. That's what you do, right? Tell us a story, funny man. Go, no, 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 no. no. Get up telling there. a story? No, that's what you do. That's your trade, no. boy. Just no. get up. Tell us some, tell us some stories. That's, I'm going to rub yes. icy hot on my okay. knee. <laughs> well, telling stories from the stage doesn't exactly, uh, it doesn't, doesn't cause a burglary not to happen. It's not like you look at a look at a, a prized figure skater who's in the middle of a triple homicide and say, "Well, skate it off, mm. sweetheart." You don't do that. I've tried; it doesn't work. Um, I mean, I I don't mean to throw a wrench in your plans or anything, but uh, this old uh, Parker face hasn't been in a fl- in a fight since the old labyrinth days, and I put those behind me. Gotta be honest. I'm sorry. What did you say your name was, Lemons? What? Did you just call yourself, you called yourself, what? I, my, you mean my last name? Yeah, what, what, what was that again? Uh, Puckerface? I come from a long line of Puckerfaces. They're, uh, they're proud folk. Puckerface? Puckerface? I saw that one coming as soon as you said Puckerface. I hate it. I, I hate, I hate that. How dare? I, I, I really fail to see the joke in that. Well, I mean, I'm open to suggestions that don't involve me standing around talking on a stage. And I mean, I could, I guess, do that at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's he. It's it's because he's never had to do it to any uh, any effect. <laughs> eh? She says she's like nudging uh, Mary in the side. All right, <laughs> this is fun. This is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. This experience I'm having tonight. Um, Right. Well. Um, well. Okay. I mean, let's just, I guess, sit around and see what happens. Then, I, I guess, uh, no, no, nobody's on with the with the Russian plan. Burke and Dunn, quite happy with their hoard of sparkles that they've collected from everyone. On one of the tables in one of the corners is also a pile of like knives and crossbows and swords and various weapons that they've collected from people as well. They've sort of put them in the furthest corner away from everybody else. And uh, Burke says, "All right, everybody." Get over in that corner. And he points towards the corner 
opposite the weapons. We've got 45 corners. You're really going to have to <laughs> narrow it down. That, that, that corner with the, the cartwheel on the wall, the, the one over there. Right. Well, okay. That's fine. It's a milling wheel, but that's fine. We'll go to that one. Yeah, wheel's a wheel. That's what my son always says. <laughs> he always says, he always says, Dad, a wheel's a wheel. Uh, although he, he might have been talking about my will. So I think he's trying to kill me sometimes. He, he wants, wants me sparklies. This is lovely entertaining. We're going to go stand in that corner now. Mary didn't hear because they keep talking into her bad horn. And so she starts walking towards the folks ho- holding the jars because those, those are going to make a mess. And she's trying to get those down. What are you? What are you doing? Get away from there. Oh. Now, what was that, hun? I can't. It's it's my bad. It's my bad horn. I can't. I can't hear nothing. Get away from. What are you get get in the corner with everyone else? What are you doing? So these are gonna fall. It's gonna get a mess everywhere. That's 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 the idea. It's not gonna get a mess. There's no liquid. Uh, uh, there might be liquid in there. You don't want them to fall. Well, uh, hold up. Uh, while this distracting conversation is taking place, Jasper leans over to Lemons and says. Listen, I've got a great idea. Take the wheel, the milling wheel, down off of the wall and just huck it at him. Maybe you chop one of them right in half. I mean, just give it like a, a good old frisbee toss. And get wait, and get blood on the planks? No, that, that really never comes out. Well, I mean, what's the alternative? All right, you know what? I'll do it. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the hero today deserves. I'm going to huck this milling wheel at them. Uh, officer McMahon says... Uh, I'm not sure that's a good idea, there, Jasper. What? Why? Why not? What is? What are you even here for? You're not stopping this. You're. 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 Hey, I'm off duty. Oh, all right. I mean, I guess I can't blame you for that. We, I mean, every plan is a bad plan. The Russian plan is a bad plan. The take the wheel down off the wall and throw it at them is a bad plan. I'm looking for a way here. And my thought process is, is where there's a wheel, there is a way. And um, let's do it. Let's just make it happen. Mary keeps on. Uh, she's still talking to uh, Badman number one. <laughs> it's just, you know, what What? What are you bo- folks even doing here? I've been told you're here to burglarize. I haven't heard it from your mouth. I can barely hear anything from your mouth. You need to speak up. Look people in the eye when you talk to them. Look at their good ear. Like, there's this basic decency, honestly. And I just, if, if there's not water or urine, what, what else do you put in a jar other than water and your What's in there if you're not... What do y'all do? Why are the folks in the basement? They're messing with the props. I need to know. We need answers. I'd like to know how and why we're being burglarized. Look here. All you need to know is that we're here for your sparkles. They're in the basement. They're stealing the uh, ale from the the basement. And, and your props. They want those props. Very, very important to have those props. Are any of them signed? They'll fetch a <laughs> not, not big, big price on the black market. <laughs> she wants to roll an empathy to see if this uh, fucker's lying. <clears throat> Mary got a four to figure out if this, if this fuckboy is lying to her. You know he's definitely not telling the truth. Okay. At this point, you start hearing some loud bangs and stuff coming from the basement, like somebody's bashing on something with a big old hammer. All right, all right, Sonny. I'm sorry. Did what? Did you say your name was Gene? I'm gonna call you Gene. I had a nephew once look just like you. Called him Gene his whole life. It's Burke. Well, his his name was Steve. Gene's more of a state of mind. All right, Gene. I I know you're full of it. All right, I can see it in your eyes. I can feel it in in your pupils. The dilating. <laughs> you're full of it, and that's look. I look. I've been burglarized. I'm not. I'm not a young heifer. We know you get burglarized. It's a part of life. But if you're down there and you're, you're flutzing around with, uh, even if you're not messing with the props, I got personal effects down there in that basement. Can't, you can't go, you can't go messing with. So you need to tell your friends, your hooligans, get out of there. Burglarize, you got sparkles. You did the burglarizing. You get out. You need to get your friends out or I'm, I'm going to start hitting the ceiling with the broom. That makes all the hooligans stop. And I, I don't want to do it. I don't, I want to be the, the fun Minotaur. I don't want to do it, but I, I will because that's my personal effects down there in that basement. Next to the props, behind the curtain, that's mine. My barrels. When you mentioned that you were going to start banging on the scene, Rick and Maggie looks uh, very, very worried. 
about that prospect. <laughs> now, now, look here, lady. I, I don't think you're in any kind of position to be telling us what to do. And so Burke starts walking towards you and he puts a hand on your shoulder and turns your head. <laughs> so he's speaking you good here. Now, get in that goddamn corner like I told you. I chuck a milling wheel at him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Roll for Zeke. Oh, I got a three. What? <laughs> Jasper coming in clutch. I have a plus nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you somehow managed to pick up this huge <laughs> milling wheel off the wheel. Uh, wheel. Start again. <laughs> milling, milling wheel off the wall, and you discus chuck it straight at... Which one are you throwing it at? Burke, who is the one who has a hand on... Mary's shoulder or done? No, no. I'll throw it. At, I'll throw it at the. I'll throw it at done. He's the one that knocked that guy out, and also Jasper does not probably have a lot of faith in his throwing accuracy, and probably would throw yeah. it at the one that is not standing next to somebody he is trying not to uh, kill with a milling wheel. <laughs> Although, or maybe he he does try and throw it, in, but because he's actually so bad, he hits the other one. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> he does throw it at him, and then and then accidentally. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you huck this milling wheel a fat, fat considerable distance considering how, how large it is, and it hits Dunn like straight in the gut and knocks him to the floor, and he takes a point of physical stress from that. Burke, at this point, whips up a crossbow, one of his hand crossbows, and points it directly at Jasper. She did it. Look at me. I'm a little guy. Wait, are you are you pointing to lemons or Mary? Lemons. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no help, lemons here. <laughs> In that case, I want to pick up Jasper and throw him at one yes. of the ones. Yes, I love the plan. Yeah, I guess we're entering into combat. Can I? Can I do that? Yeah, yeah. No, carry on with your. Your plan of lobbing Jasper at an orc. What is it? Is it a physique roll? Yes. Oh, how does a six do ya? <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, oh, hold on. I suppose I should. <sighs> okay. Which orc are you throwing at? The one that's pointing the crossbow at Jasper. So you pick up Jasper by, I'm imagining sort of by the seat of his pants and his collar. <laughs> Uh-huh. And you huck him towards Burke, who looks uh, very startled. Jasper crashes into him, knocks <laughs> Burke backwards, who cracks his head on the back of a table as he's falling, and he is out cold. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, Mary would like to address this hooligan that's touching her shoulder. No, that's the one that just got knocked down. Dang it. What sort of stress is Jasper taking from getting thrown across a bar at a guy? Because I can't imagine that answer is none. <laughs> it's none. Oh, okay. Uh, you did that thing where you just go limp, and so you don't take any damage yeah. from it. You, you ragdolled. He's been thrown plenty in his <laughs> life. I mean, he gets thrown out of places all the time. You have a, a small cut on your arm where you grazed the crossbow bolt. <laughs> But that's that's about it. Oh my lord, look what you did! Look what you did, you monster! How dare you! I'm bleeding my own blood now! You tore a, a ruffle on his shirt. <laughs> that's my favorite ruffle, too! <laughs> I'm gonna send you the bill. I'm going to get Tanny down, down at the seamstress shop to fix this, but once she does, I'm sending the bill right to you, Lemons. Uh-huh. Since Mary no longer has a hooligan uh, holding any part of her, she'd like to like slink off into the the downstairs and go to the basement because they're gonna they're gonna fuck with her barrels and her personal effects. We gotta solve the jar riddle first. There's two people holding jars in front of that. There's also another orc still. He just got knocked over, but he's gonna get back up. Okay, well, I think the entire point of the jar situation is they're holding it in the way of the stairwell. Like you have to move them out of the way. Yeah, they're standing in. At the top of the stairs, you can't, like, especially not someone your size, oh, you can't squeeze past them. God, I missed that. Well, now now the fact that they're holding jars of, now that, okay, all right, that tracks. Yeah, it's, okay. like, it's like that prank, like I said, but I don't know if you know that prank. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, I, th I don't know what I thought. I missed, I missed that. <laughs> my, my brain has, I have quarantine brain. Imagine that the jars are pressed against the ceiling, they're standing onto them with 
broom handles basically Great. pushed up to the bottom of them, holding them to the ceiling. So if the broom moves, the jar falls. Okay, uh, Mary is still holding a like dustpan and a dustpan broom, a small hand broom. I don't know what they're called. Uh, but she's still <laughs> holding that from where she was cleaning up the glass earlier. And so I think she just wants to pull the Band-Aid off and she's just going to fucking break these things, get get these NPCs out of the way, and she's just going to like hit it with a with a dustpan. Hit one of them with a dustpan. You're, you're just going to kick out the, or whip out the brooms? Or are you going to try and carefully do it so you can catch a jar? Or? Like a tablecloth? Well, she was just going to break the whole dang jar. But maybe, maybe yeah, maybe we smack the broom away and she tries to catch it over their head. Like a real Indiana Jones nonsense. I think that sounds great. You can just do it haphazardly if you want, or you can try and carefully do it so you don't break the jar. Let's it's see what my role is. Because she's, I think she's aiming for carefully, but we may fall in haphazard. If you want to try carefully, then I'll have you roll a a burglary. So it's just you kind of, you know, you kind of try and do like an Indiana Jonesy type, swap the idol with the bag of sand. I would thing. argue that if catching a football is athletics. I'd say she's catching a football, doing a Heisman. Right? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that. <laughs> she's just going to try to Heisman this this jar. Heisman. Okay. Are you just doing one one jar? Or well, one just, at a time. both jars? What? Okay. She can't double just Heisman. Sure. That's wild. <laughs> uh, she did roll incredibly well, though, so maybe she could double Heisman. She got a five. Is this the jar above Maggie's head or Rick's head? I think, I think she's going to prioritize Maggie. Okay. See so you knock the broom away, the jar starts falling, and you expertly catch it in your big, big hands. Big, meaty hands. Just one? So she didn't double Heisman? Just one. You've now got a jar. I want to smell it. Uh, I want to like investigate. I want to smell it to see if I can figure out if this is urine in the, there. The jar is closed. It's completely opaque. It's not a, a see-through glass jar. Huck the jar! Huck the jar at the orc! <laughs> Do it! <laughs> So if you want to see what's in it, you either break it or you open it. Okay, jeez. Hark it, hark it, hark it, hark it, hark it. This is why I wasn't great on the force. I succumbed to peer pressure immediately. She chucks the The orc at this point has got up. Great. Bigger target for chucking. That is, I guess, the end of your go because you've had an action. He starts walking over to the table with all the weapons on. Okay, so what what has happened? She's got a jar in her hand. The orc is getting up to get a sword. Yeah, I am on top of the other orc, but I'm I'm on top of the one with the with the crossbow, right? Yeah, he's got two hand crossbows. Okay, so he shot one at me. No, he he didn't shoot it. Okay, is there a loaded crossbow? There is a loaded crossbow. Okay, I'm assuming that like he's got it in his hand. I'm gonna like point it up at the other orc, and and like his finger's still on the trigger, so I'm just gonna. Yank on his little meaty finger and try to pull the trigger and shoot this hand crossbow. Okay. Just because you're using his hand, you don't get to use his shoot skill. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I don't have any skill in shoot. That's okay. Either to see. <laughs> I'm going to use provoke. I'm provoking a dead person to shoot. <laughs> All right. Uh, I rolled a one. Uh, the bolt does go off and it catches him in the shoulder. That's right. He takes another stress. That's how you shoot people with crossbows. <laughs> I hope you know that I've got another one and I'm not afraid to use it. He grabs his other arm and is like pulling the orc's other arm over to grab his other uh, crossbow. Yeah. Hand. Um, at this point, the orc finishes getting to his feet and grabs a knife from the table and throws it towards Mary at the jar that Mary is holding. Do I, should, should, should I roll something to dodge? You don't need to. You got a minus four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, because Mary's got a bum knee. <laughs> the knife just sort of glances off the jar. It just sort of catches the edge, glances off, and buries in the floor next to you. What if it's like dodgeball and Mary like sh- like shoves the jar out and like it bounces off? Like that pro dodgeball strat. You catch it at a, you catch it at a weird angle. She so like pop it yeah. from the bottom, so it sticks in the ceiling. I like it better in the ceiling than the floor. Sure. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, over to uh, Mary. Okay. All right. Mary hitches it like a shock put, and then takes like a couple steps running, and then it's gonna like 
slam it like a like when a rude basketball player passes and they do like a chest pass you know like notch it like a shot put and then take a few steps and like bend her bend at her waist and just <laughs> fucking push it on this man chest passed it to this orc uh roll athletics okay a three yeah a three okay so the jar shoots across the room to him uh, smacks him right in the face and shatters out of this like cloud because you, you threw it so hard that the glass literally just turns to dust and out of this dust you hear a, <laughs> yes. a sort of a, a buzzing noise Aww. and this sort of mantis shaped thing with a scorpion tail and wings flies out of the dust <gasps> no it is a shrouded mantis well, that's not good. That's bad for us. I wish it had been urine. Oh, how I wish it would have been urine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Christ, this is disgusting. Disgusting. Oh. Over to Carly. Or lemons. Oh, uh, boy. But it's only one, right? Presumably there's one in the other jar as well. Okay, so the Gilded Ram, Grog House and Tea Room, at one point succumbed to the trend of serving drinks in mason jars. Yes, accurate. <laughs> Could I grab one of those mason jars and try to slam it over top of the Shrouded Mantis? It would have to be a pretty big mason jar. It is like 20 inches in length and like nine-ish Yes, I would argue that there are races of all kinds, including minotaurs, so they have to accommodate for many races and so they for have... For a fake point, you can get a mason jar <laughs> that is big enough to contain this thing. I will spend that fake point gladly. Okay. Very much like a TGI Fridays, it's right there like stuck to the wall. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's more of a decorative thing at this point, but boy, I'm, I'm using it. So... Okay, uh, what do I need to roll? Athletics? Yeah, I guess you you need to get over there quite quickly and yeah, be quite okay. accurate with your slamming. Three. Okay, yeah, you slam it over the top of the Shroud of Mantis. You're not quite as accurate as you'd like to be, and you sort of slam it down on its scorpion tail, and its tail just gets cut off. You've now got a very wounded angry shrouded mantis in a mason jar so lemons in a in an absolute feat of heroism like leaps over the bar with one hand very like ferris bueller 80s uh movie <laughs> and dives in a bull rush towards the the mantis and like in volleyball diving for a spike just bodily flies through the air and slams the glass over top of it. And is like like breathing heavily through her nostrils, which are like just blowing out uh, vapor. How's this orc doing, by the way? Oh, no, he, he's sorry. I didn't tell you. No, he's absolutely dead. <laughs> oh, well, that's convenient. Okay. <laughs> like the, the glass shattered. The mantis stabbed him. He is uh, done. Donezo, as they say. Damn. You hear Kai shout from downstairs. Buck, what's going on up there? Uh, no, nothing. Everything's fine. Everything's uh, fine. It's me, Buck. Yeah. I mean, also called Ma. Are you are you okay, Buck? You sound a little different. You have you tried? Have you tried the whiskey they've got here? It just kind of burns up the silly in your throat. It's it's something fierce. <laughs> it's not bad actually. I kind of like it. Oh. Get, get a bottle on our way out, then. If I'm drinking all already, you know me. Oh, you know right. me, Kai. You. <laughs> all right. Do you remember that? Oh, I won't even get into it right now. I'm gone. <laughs> I, remember, I remember it well, yeah. All right. Well, next time, next time. All right. All right. Uh, so Jasper gets up and uh, he uh, pockets, well, yeah, he has a coat. So, like, the outer coat pocket, he slips the uh, the mantis tail into his coat pocket. Uh. Sneaky. He tapes it behind his neck. Rick um, is going, uh, guys, can you can you help me? I don't think I can hold this much longer. Ugh. Well, you better, haven't you? Because <laughs> if that thing drops, we're going to have another one of those things. Although, you know, we've got more of those mason just jars. Like, just like a man to complete. God, you're whining. Just, uh, uh, I don't even, I don't want to even, I don't even want to get the jaw now. I know what's, I don't even want to get the jaw. If I was a slighter woman, if I was a little more svelte in my younger days and I could squeeze by you, I'd leave you there. 
I'd leave you there, Rick. I'd leave you there holding this job. You see that his arms are beginning to, to shake from the strain of holding this up for, like, 40 minutes. Lemons jumps to her feet and is like, I haven't felt this alive since my labyrinth <laughs> days. And, like, bodily flies towards the jar. He's, oh, Lemons is high on the adrenaline. Just, just I love. out of her mind. I mean, I would imagine that Livens being as tall as she is, couldn't she just, like, reach up and grab this jar, even though it is, like, being held on the end of a broom, broomstick? I mean, like, how high is the ceiling in here? Oh, wait, it's my it's, world. It is your world. <laughs> <laughs> in the stairwell, she could reach it, I feel. It's just tantalizingly in her reach. If she reaches up, her fingers just brush the jar. What if I just grab Jasper again and throw him at the jar? <laughs> Yeah, that's fun I for love, me. I, I like that it. a lot. That plan where I get I get thrown. That's she, always great. If she barrels in and breaks the broomstick, uh, Mary could always try to go for two for two in Heismaning and catch the jar again. Well, like I said, your fingers can like brush the bottom of the jar if you reach up, so it hasn't got very far to fall into your hands. Just just reach out underneath it, and then we'll we'll have him just let go of it. He'll just let go of the broomstick, and it just drops Mary right. slaps the broomstick. Rick, Rick can just drop it. There's no reason to slap no, I, things, Mary. What I are did. you doing? I, I slapped okay, it. you slapped it. The jar just drops um, neatly into Lemon's hands. Okay, she uh, she is now standing beside Rick. She hip-checks this weak man and puts him on the floor and then walks downstairs. Oh, my, my hip. I think I broke my hip. <laughs> I'm gonna sue. If I can get along with a bum knee, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. I'm 87. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so the, the obstacles blocking the stairs are uh, out of the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Enjoy your trip downstairs. There's no reason. There's no reason. <laughs> There is no reason. Uh, the props? <laughs> yeah, we got to check on the props and the barrels. It's my oh, personal right. effects. I do want to see the props, though. I don't care about your personal effects. You've called me a dumbass. <laughs> you pointed at me and said, this that fucker. clearly wasn't in character, Jasper. I don't know what you're responding to. I hate that you always find my good ear. That very clearly was a different voice. It wasn't my voice. had a southern twang. That sucks. I sound great. I sound perfect. Okay. My point is, is that Jasper has has no reason to go into the basement. He does not care about your personal effects. Officer McMahon says, "Good job, fellas. I'll put in a good word with you with the commissioner." <laughs> go away. Can you leave these nice people outside? There's a lot of people here. Came to see my show. Most of them are riotously drunk and cannot find their way to the door. Don't worry about the personal effects. We will sort it all out later. Just make sure they get home safely, would you please? All right, people, get on out of here. Do what, do what the man says. Well, I mean, you've got to walk them out. <laughs> That's how it works. He's walked over to where McGuinness was chucked into the corner and is trying to revive him. Yes, get him to a medic, obviously. Uh, you know, get him all healed up. All that good stuff. I'm uh, going to just go peruse uh, this table over here. Um, you know, looking at uh, various weapons and things of that nature. So there's a crossbow, right? You said there was another crossbow. Yep, there's all sorts there. Basically, if you can think of a weapon, it's it's there. Ooh, I want a morning star. Sure, Ooh. there is a morning nah. star. Cool. All right, I take a morning star. Rick says that that was mine. Is there a second morning star around here? Nagi says, yes, yes, I've got one. You can, you can have that. <laughs> That's all right. I'll just take these nunchucks, I guess. It's pretty <laughs> much the same thing. It's just they don't get stuck in people's faces, and that's kind of funny to me. Okay, I feel like Mary with her bum leg would have made it down the steps at this point. What does she see? You see, it's a fairly large space down there. On the back wall, you see Kai and Morris. Morris has smashed a large hole in the wall. He's dug out the dirt. And he swings the sledgehammer once more, and a brick falls out, and you can see into uh, the building next door, which, as you know, happens to be a bank. All right, boys, you're done. We're, we're done with this. You hooligans, with no. All right, you had your fun. You did your burglarizing. You're out. You can't. You, the foundation. This. Do you know how old this building is? Do you know what the pipes are like behind that wall? There are pipes. You've got in a there. stand-up stagecoach down here. Yeah. I could have used that in so many situations. <laughs> it's a full stagecoach. I mean, it's a little bit of like a 
It's a trompe d'oeil there. It's a little bit of like a visual effect, the way it's kind of sideways. But you could put your, put somebody's head through that. It looks really nice. I, I mean, there's so many things and down look, here. And look, your hooligans, you've, you've now shown the props the props to Jasper. We're gonna have we're gonna be dealing with that problem for months. Months <laughs> I'm gonna be dealing with this with this bod trying to take our props. You're out. Uh-uh. Nope. Closing time. You can't go home, but you can't stay here. Nope. <laughs> go. Uh-uh. You're out. You're out. Morris, deal with this fella, would you? All right. I'm very clearly a svelte lady. I'm very, I think very clearly I'm a beautiful woman. Bovine's uh, a bovine. Excuse me. That's what me. my dad always said. <gasps> Uh, can uh, can Mary make a role in which to drop kick this person? <laughs> With hooves, I might add. If it behooves her. Uh... Um, you can try, but Morris is now walking towards you. So he is between you and Kai. That's closer to my drop kicking range. Love <laughs> Step that. Step right into the drop kick zone. <laughs> but I mean, what I'm saying is you can't drop kick Kai because Morris is in the way. Oh no, I'll drop kick the one that's close to me. He'll he'll have his time. <laughs> Damn, these dice, these dice be rolling good. Okay. Oh, do, 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 do. Okay, for fight, is it is this is drop kicking fighting? This is a fight. <laughs> okay. Uh she rolled a four. Okay. Okay, yeah, you you managed to drop kick him square in chest. He doesn't actually move as much as you would expect that he would. He doesn't fall over, he just sort of stumbles back a bit. Um but he he does take a little bit of, of stress from that. And he looks very angry. It's because of her bum knee. He would he would have fallen. You would have fallen to the ground if it wasn't for my bum knee. I hurt this in the nineties. It would <clears throat> if it wasn't for my bum knee. You better be lucky. Count your lucky stars. <laughs> I got a bum knee. That's not gonna be the only thing bum about you in a minute. And he <laughs> he lunges at you. Are we in combat now? Are we in combat? Yeah, he, he full on tackles you, tries to grapple you to the ground. Okay, I wanna I wanna defend because I feel like she's on the ground because she did a drop oh, kick. Oh, that's true. So yeah. I wanna defend by like having like yeah, having like her hands and her hooves in the same place and like pushing him like when he comes at her like a cat. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like he would have to attack down. She's gonna hoof him up. What are you rolling to defend like that? Well, I know, but I but she has this days encounter thing. Mm-hmm. So it makes me feel like I should roll when I defend. Because of this thing on her character What does sheet. that say? I can't remember. When you succeed with style on a defend action against an opponent's fight roll, you automatically oh, counter right. with some sort of nerve punch or stunning blow. And she did roll really good. It would have been with style depending on what stat you put it against. Um, well, what stat it's going against is up to you. How do you decide you, you want to defend? I think it's pretty athletic to push someone up against a wall to like push them so they hit the ceiling. Mm. I think that that's an athletic thing to do. So to succeed with style, I believe you need four above what the other person rolled. Well, she rolled a five, so I was kind of hoping you rolled badly. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) There you go. Well, okay. You still beat him, but it it was not with style. It's It's not dazing, though, John. It's not dazing. I wanted to daze. There's a swordfish, a full mounted swordfish over here. <laughs> so you you push up at the same time that he's sort of coming down and you manage to fling him off you but he sort of rolls back up to his feet he doesn't take any damage from that all right so one of you others fight one of you others fight i gotta stand back up i got a bum knee it'll take me a whole round one of you <laughs> others do something you gotta fight jasper stop looking at the swordfish we got it's we gotta a- do something all right well <laughs> There's a lot of reasons to check out swordfish, this is all I'm saying. They could be very interesting. <laughs> is Jasper going to to get in there? If not, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my one of my stunts. No, Jasper is like very much like checking out the like trying to find if there's like uh, a serial number on this thing, like when it was caught, yeah. like where it was caught. This thing is really impressive. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna use my bull rush and charge to attack. Okay. What's that do? Uh, so I get plus two, uh, plus two to roll. Are, are you uh, going uh, at um, Morris, the lizard folk? Yeah. yeah, Morris. Yep. Uh, plus two. Oh God. Oh God. Is this physique or athletics? Um, it'll be physique if you're just sort of bull rushing into uh, it. Four, five, six, seven. How about what? What? <laughs> What, pray tell, would an eight get you? Oh, jeez. 
Okay. That that's definitely a succeed with style. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would like to propose is that instead of hitting just Morris now, I I hit them both with a clothesline. <laughs> yeah. I'm running and I've got my arms out. I get one and because the momentum just keeps carrying me forward and then I get the other one. And then and then basically I'm going to knock their heads together. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you knock their heads together. Morris who was already injured from the drop kick gets knocked out. Kai, however, surprisingly, for being such a small goblin fellow, doesn't, but he does take some damage. Ja- Jasper, we're over here, we're clotheslining, we're drop kicking, and you're still playing with that fish. Now, what kind of hangups you got about fish? Why is this prop of all of our lovely props down here? What Now, why are you getting your grubby paws on this one? Uh, so Jasper spins around. And a uh, scorpion tail of a uh, shrouded mount just drops to the floor. You can see that there is a thick black liquid on the uh, on the sword of the swordfish Ah. as he completely different calm demeanor starts walking forward. He says, well, we're serving fish tonight. (laughs) Why would you ask me why? Mary, it's just a Kai Kai. And he throws the swordfish at Kai, uh, that has been poisoned with the mantis poison. Kai Kai! Ah. Uh, quoting Kai Kai by Sharon Needles. Thank you very much. Uh, that's a yes. two. But it's, a, it's. I mean, I gotta get some bonus for the fact it's poison. It is poison. I will give you some style points for that. It does um, uh, cut a, a, a gash in his cheek. It does poison him, um, which gives him a consequence of being poisoned, um, but it doesn't give him a physical stress. Kai looks over in the dark corner behind you. He says, Ah, Jerry, it's about time you got here. And he rolls... To deceive. Deceive. <laughs> <laughs> All roll empathy for me, please. Is he trying to... Is he trying to... He's trying to deceive us, right? Yeah, he's he's trying to deceive you. I took a I took a stunt for Jasper where it takes one to know one. So I can roll deceive instead of empathy. Okay. So he is using a stunt when he says this. So he, he isn't rolling okay. straight deceive. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, with Lie Whisperer... I roll a three to, to see through his bullshit. I also have a three. I've got nothing. He rolled a seven. Okay. Fuck the off. only thing I can fuck, do well. Fuck this child. Mary wants to choke this kid. Can Mary choke the kid? No, you can all turn around to look in the dark shadowy corner that you pointed to, though. <laughs> and surprisingly, there's nothing there. And he goes, ha ha! And he throws a smoke pellet. And just, <laughs> he's gone. I roll, all, all roll another notice for me. Uh, two. One. Nothing. <laughs> Mary, you notice a movement out of the corner of your, your eyes. Um, because you're you're partly deaf, your senses are finely attuned to, to little changes like <laughs> sure. that. And you see uh, this figure sort of trying to sneak towards the stairs. Uh, she will use her old instincts from the force where she would pick perps up by the collar and she's going to try to grab this child by his throat and then hold him aloft so she can get a good look at him because because she sure as hell can't hear the kid. <sighs> now, is that a fight? <laughs> it's uh, whatever you want it to be. Okay, well, <laughs> investigates her highest stat. <laughs> that, that works. You're using a police skill. A police skill, yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a. F- Five if I use athletics. Yeah, you you grab him by the throat. <laughs> she crushes his this larynx. Is kind of <laughs> <laughs> he just falls limp in your hands. Good. You know what, you hooligans? I'm going to send it to my old partners. They're going to take cart you off. Cart you off. I know you can't hear me. I know I know that you're unconscious. I can't hear you half the time. All right. Well, th- this is, uh, I'm looking at my watch here, and it's coming in on the end of my set. So I really do legally have to go back up to the stage really quickly and just kind of finish things up. So, you know, hey, good job all around, really. Um you know, it took a little bit of uh, elbow grease, I think, on all all sides. But I mean, we we got the job done. I'm sure there'll be uh, some bonuses, some rewards for us. You know, um, I I do think uh, it was great that none of you 
cowardly ran out the door or anything like you were talking about earlier. That's that's probably for the best. I'm I, I'm very impressed with all of your your uh, uh, I don't know uh, whatever it is. What do you call that thing where you stay and like put yourself in danger for a thing? What is that called? Okay. You're, you're talking about bravery? <laughs> bravery. Yes, that thing. Okay. Good job with that, everyone. So you all walk upstairs. You see McGuinness is now back on his feet, although he's looking a, a bit groggy. Burke is uh, on the floor in handcuffs, and there is a sheet thrown over Dunn. <laughs> Dunn is done. <laughs> Dunn is done. Look, man, says that, that was very impressive work, guys. Uh, We've always got a spot for you on the force if you, if you're interested. Uh, Mary, uh, I I know you got kicked off uh, a few years back, but you know after this job we'll be happy to bring you back on. You know after after working as your partner for eight years, you think you would have learned to talk into my good ear? And she like slams <laughs> her butt on a chair and starts rubbing icy hot on her bum ass knee because it's been a long day. Well, I guess legally I'm supposed to. Come up and finish off the show. Um, I'm surprised so many of you have just gone about your business and regained your seats. Um, you know, don't pay attention to the fact that there are several orcs continuing to bleed out on the floorboards here. You know. Um, also, I don't believe that it's open bar right now. The, the, the Minotaurs will return quite soon, so all of you should probably... You know what? I'm not in charge of it. Obviously, nobody's going to listen to me one way or another, so what does it matter? Have at it. Whatever. You know? Um, I am not authorizing you to have drinks. Um, I am not on the hook for any of it. Just um, up here doing what I'm supposed to do, which is just to tell a story about the brute force, which we didn't get to today. Um, but, you know, there's a lot more to tell. And it's the life of a bard, I suppose, you know. Sometimes adventures are things you tell, and sometimes adventures are things you live. And tonight, it's, um, well, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of both, yeah, right? So, um, well, anyway, I will see all of you next time as we do continue on with the story of the Brute Force. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll lock the doors when I go on stage. Uh, but anyway, uh, don't forget to tip your Minotaur bartenders and and perhaps the stage performer who did a significant part of saving all of your lives tonight. And uh, I will see you all next time at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. Episode 100! I think that means we've won. Did we won podcasting? Yeah, we win podcasting. Oh shit, do we get an award? I would like a trophy. No, I would like a sash that I can wear every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and it just says... Miss Podcast 2020. Oh yeah, and then every single person in the world that I uh, walk around and show this to will be like, what the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, thank you so much for sticking with us for a hundred dang episodes. What, what a feat, what a treat. <laughs> that's nearly four years. Oh my god, that's crazy. I think episode 104 is like four years or something. Wow, how how far we've come, John. And hey, John, this has been the first time that it's been you and I only on an outro in who knows how long. In a, a long time, yeah. <laughs> I, have we even done just you and me around? I think we might sure, have, we have one other time. Yes, we definitely did because Adam was laughing at us because he wouldn't talk and you and I just talked each That's other right. into yeah. a hole. <laughs> so this is the time where we can just do impressions of like... Adam? And, uh, <laughs> what, what was that? Hey y'all, I'm Adam <laughs> Ray, Ray's easy to do an impression of. You just go, well, uh, hey guy, hey buddy. <laughs> That's my Ray impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Pat? Uh, this one time in college. My my friend <laughs> Big Toe Sam. <laughs> <laughs> We're really owning them, and I appreciate that about you. <laughs> <laughs> we called him Big Toe Sam on account of he had some strange hair <laughs> on his big toe. <laughs> that is an extremely Pat impression, and I appreciate it. 
And I appreciate you, John. Thanks. Thanks for these past four years. I appreciate you, Cody. Um, you Thank know you. what you could do uh, out there in podcast land for our 100th episode is leave us a five-star review on your uh, app of choice. Yeah, uh, we love reading your reviews, see what you think. And, you know, 100 episodes, it's a good time to say, yay, 100 episodes. <laughs> That's what I would say at 100 episodes. It'd be weird. It'd be weird to say that at really any other episode. What, what you should do is go to every podcast that's just started and has got like three episodes. Just leave them a review. Say, yay, 100 episodes. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Just really confuse them. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the, really, the ones really in their infancy. Yeah. Leave us reviews. We, we love them. We, we got a charity stream coming up. Yeah. The 25th and 26th of April starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And go for 24 hours. Whoa. We've got... People from Greeks Adventurers, uh, Welcome to St. Pexton, uh, Transformation Sequence, Naruto Revuto, <laughs> S-House Studios, special guests. We've got uh, people from the Forge Academy Ooh. joining us at some point. I hear that there's also those handsome devils from Brute Wars going to be on at some point. That's the rumour. <laughs> Where can people find uh, the eventual schedule for this? So the schedule and the surprises and everything will be up on geekbeant.com forward slash charity. Um, the full schedule should be up this week. Okay, you're, John, you just threw me for a loop because the first time you said it, you said schedule, like my dear papa says schedule. And then the second time you said schedule, like I say schedule. I don't know what I say normally. <laughs> I think I just randomly choose which one to say <laughs> well come and join us for that and raise money for a really good uh, charity called the Trevor Project who help at risk LGBTQ plus youth yeah it's a great charity we've raised money for them a couple of times before last year we raised just over $10,000 for them it's a tough time of year with the COVID stuff going on so you, we, you may not be able to afford to support Absolutely. but you know, come along and support us in spirit and you can still win. And people doing uh, lots of show or formats out of their norm. It's going to get wacky. Yeah, it's always good fun. So come along to that on April 25th, which is just like two weeks away. I should probably start organizing this. <laughs> I, I, as the organizer, you probably should. <laughs> um, hey, John, where can you find us on social media? You can find us at BrickForceCast. You can find Carly at AnimatedMe with the E's as three. You can find John at Nudzer with a Z, not a Z. You can find Ray at Emma Unladylike. You can find Adam at the Adam Bash. And you can find Pat at Patrick underscore Rankin. Thanks again for for 100 episodes, um, and, and we'll trust you later. Yeah, catch you on the flippy flip. Uh, sports are magic.